Welcome, Elder Emos. I'm your host, Samit. And I'm Brittany, and on tonight's episode of the Elder Emo Hours podcast, we have with us Devin, a.k.a. Hey There, I'm Devin, a.k.a. Part-Time Poet. (laughs) Just accept it. Just accept it. What? What did this? Where did that voice come from? It's it says the, recording the Zoom in lady. progress. No, yeah, that's not the same voice. It's, it was not like that before. It's just it's the same one. Nope. <laughs> it said this meeting is being recorded. <laughs> that's not yeah. what he used to say. It'd be uh, cool if you could change the voices like you can on Waze. Do y'all use Waze? Yeah, or, or like. <laughs> or like Siri or whatever, you can like change it to like some British person. My Siri is a is a British man. <laughs> my my Siri has never spoken to me because the second I get my phone, the first thing I do, like when it's getting it set up, it's like, do you want to enable Siri? And I'm like, heck no, I don't want Siri enabled. So I don't I don't even I don't use Siri at all. I don't, I don't have, have an Apple product either. to use Siri. <laughs> it's like the same thing as like. <laughs> I don't know if y'all are like this but um my phone is always on do not disturb and i have it set to where if uh, somebody calls and i don't know the number it's not saved in my phone it automatically sends it to voicemail because i'm terrified of like answering the phone like i don't want to talk to people on the phone ever i don't either i hate it apparently that like started with our generation like the whole we don't talk we don't like talking to people on the phone like just text me or so just pretend i don't I- exist yeah, it's so weird though because we grew up with the phones on the wall with like the cord. So where the did landlines. that come from? Yeah. It was so hard to get any privacy talking on the landline phone. Yeah. Yes. Although I saw I saw a meme that came out one time and it was like people nowadays will never understand the satisfaction you would get out of slamming the phone down, hanging up on somebody. <laughs> and I was like, you yeah. know. And, I mean, for a while there, we could do that with flip phones, but now, yeah. well, I guess flip phones are kind of back. Like everything comes full circle, but like, yeah, because you lost that ability, but then you had the little flip phones, like you had your Motorola Razor and you could mm-hmm. just slam it down. So now we don't, now it's just like I press the button like vigorously. Angrily. Um, <laughs> I, I press in with authority. You can't tell right now, but I'm mad. <laughs> and then I text them and I, I say, you, you can't see it, but I'm angry. <laughs> so you just send the angry emoji. <laughs> the one with yeah. the, yeah. the, the cuss word on the mouth. Yeah, or the gif. <laughs> I use gifs so much. Like they're the yeah, that's, a, that's my main. That's my main source of communication is gifs these too. days. That's <laughs> mine too, because I'm perfect. Like when you don't know what to say or you don't know how to respond, you just send a GIF and there's something for everybody. Right. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Every emotion you can think of. Absolutely. (laughs) If I can't put it in words, I'm sending a GIF. Or even if you can, just send it in a GIF anyways. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah, that's true. You you send a GIF to add to it. Put that extra little pizzazz on on that message. That's right. Do what you got to do. Uh. Well, we've, we've been talking for a little bit, but welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us. I know we've been yes, back and thanks. forth. Uh, we've been back and forth on TikTok for a while. Yeah, Since it like only took one, two months. Right? 
was only two. I'm Has sure it been it two months? months? It's three he, months. Three months. Yeah. Time flies. He'd like pop in, pop into the emo nights and be like, "Hey, uh, I'd still like to be on your show, by the way." Right? <laughs> like, yes, Devin, we gotta get you on there because you popped in our first ever live. <laughs> Hold on, let's let's rewind and start this over because you're already like you're already throwing me out there. Like, <laughs> he's been begging to be on the show. No, find- not begging. We, you were we, reminding us. Hey, we f- we finally allowed him to be on our show. No, not like we that fi- at all. We finally we gave in. <laughs> we finally we gave honored. in and realized it was time. Well, at least I can be like the probably the first one on the show that you're not starstruck by. So that's good. I was really excited to actually sit down with you for an hour. That's not through like just yeah. messaging back and forth on live. Same. Hey, man, that, that's yeah, that's been driving me crazy. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, you've I mean, you've been killing it with your lives recently with your song reviews yeah. and everything else. I love them. And I think yeah, it's such it's... a good thing that you're doing for all the bands and stuff, too. Yeah, it's it's been fun and it's at times not been fun. I think y'all understand that pretty well. Um, <clears throat> I had to take a, a break for a little while because I got in my head and, uh, you know, th- it's a very small audience that is tuning in for these things. Uh, but like I always have to remind myself that it just takes one person being there at the right time for it to, to matter. And um, so, yeah, for, for a minute there, I got kind of discouraged and I didn't know if it was worth putting so much time and effort into. Um, but yeah, I've, I've gotten a lot out of it and have found a lot of new music just from, uh, from people submitting music. So I, you know, it's not always easy. And again, I think you guys know this, but it, it takes a lot more work on the back end than anybody sees. And especially like when I do quote unquote, basic editing on the video for the taking the replay to YouTube, um, basic editing turns into like hours of editing so um yeah it, it's a lot of work but it's been a lot of fun i feel that damn it feels I'll... every part of that yeah that's why we took a break last week because i i was at the point where i told Brittany, i was like i, I can't do it like i just because we've been non-stop for three months and i was like i just mm-hmm. i physically can't like i just need like a couple days where i don't have to do anything and mm-hmm. just relax and circle back around and then i'll revisit it when we come back um and now we're slowing down right mm-hmm. yes <laughs> yes Listen, and here, here's the thing the is like health time you should absolutely take a break if you need it the problem is we live in a world of social media that penalizes you for taking a break amen and, you know so you yeah that goes through your mind as well is like well if i if I take a few days off, I'm basically starting over. And that's an unfortunate part of social media. But, you know, again, the way that I kind of put that into perspective is like, who cares? <laughs> you know, like, it's not like I have thousands of people sitting there waiting on my next post. It's, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I need to do. And uh, there's always going to be music available whenever I'm ready to, to do it again. So, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, it was one of those things too that that, um, I can't remember who I was like, what, who I was talking to. Um, I can't remember. Well, it was an interview and I can't remember who I was talking to, who was like, um, because they were talking about the whole mental health thing and everything else. Maybe it was unsigned pop punk. 
maybe they said they were like um if somebody really like i understand you're putting the work and everything into it and that's great but like don't overexert yourself for people who aren't going to give you the time of day for your show like if they really want to help they really want to be on the show they will come back so if you need to reschedule Mm -hmm. if they really want to be on the show they will reschedule if not you didn't need them anyway and i'm like you know that's kind of something that i haven't been living by with this podcast and that's a very valid point if if you don't want to be on here that's fine if you do then let's make it work yeah yeah we're excited to have you if you do if not okay yeah 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 and it's important to to not get concerned with the numbers of people listening um mm-hmm. you know I, i'm sure I, i'm curious to as to how many listeners you guys are getting on like your podcast and stuff but um you know it's it's easy to get worried about how many people are interested and forget that you know i always say there's people like me i'm the fan that you want because i'm going to tune in every time you're live i'm going to listen to every podcast when i am able to and like play catch up if I miss it and stuff like that. You, you need, you don't need a thousand people who are fair weather fans. You need like a hundred of me and you you're set. Mm. And that's how I've always approached my music is, you know, I don't, I don't need a thousand monthly listeners to feel validated with my music, but if I have 10 or 20 that are like really into it and always interested in what I'm doing, it makes it worth it. Yeah, I mean, uh, just on Spotify, just on Spotify alone, we're sitting at uh, 60 60 subscribed listeners right now. That's good. And then we're almost at like 500 streams and stuff like that. So we weren't anticipating having like three people, much less (laughs) having 60. So like for us, it's like, okay, it's, it's working. It's doing very well. And what's even been more rewarding for us is like when we have different artists on the show artists are listening to the show and they're Mm -hmm. like yeah i was listening to this episode or i was listening to it before then so when they come in our interviews they already know our antics and i'm like well now (laughs) i have to change the interview on the spot because i can't ask you the same question because you thought about it (laughs) that part sucks (laughs) right we appreciate you listening but stop it (laughs) well yeah and you know one of the things that i had trouble with in the beginning of Devin's song reviews is when i would do a you know, 45 to 60 second video of, uh, of the actual review. Um, the only people that watched it were the people that I did the review for. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this defeats the whole purpose. Like I'm trying mm-hmm. to give them that promotion. And the only people listening to it are the artists that I actually, um, did the review for. So, you know, that that's really good news that you have artists coming on the show and not just listening to their episode, but they're actually listening to, multiple episodes so that's a really good sign oh yeah like uh and there's been a couple people that have like yeah like we've listened to the show we've listened to this episode listened to that and i'm like okay that's weird that's cool <laughs> like it's not weird but it's cool but it's like i didn't didn't expect that or people come up being like yeah you, we're fans of your podcast <laughs> yeah like that like you're you're listening to me what what <laughs> that's me? us really me um which as long as it's interesting stuff people will listen you never know until you throw it out there and see what happens i mean we've got some interesting episodes coming up (laughs) (laughs) like the magwas for instance yeah they're 90 percent of the interview was pretty much all of us talking about shrek donkey and dragons (laughs) so Mm. 
Nice. Nice. <laughs> and it's been really cool to meet all the different people also, like to meet everybody yeah. on a level outside of their music, because we're firm believers, and I know you are as well, uh, of people fall in love with you more if they know you outside of your music, just because they can relate to you as a person, not just an artist. Um, and that's been that's been a lot of fun seeing everybody outside of their element versus just in it. Um, some people have been a little bit more timid than others. Um, <laughs> there's been some interesting ones, but other than that, it's been... <laughs> You know which one I'm talking about, don't you? <laughs> yeah. We're going down. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, th- this this episode is still young, so we'll see. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's see was... how this one goes. <laughs> let's see how this one goes. Let's oh, see goodness. how this. So one far, goes. so good. So yeah, far, so yeah. good. <laughs> we haven't done anything ridiculous yet, but we're only like ten minutes in, so we still got right. we still got fifty minutes to go. so uh, so before before we dive into anything else because we can sit here and just and chat the entire time but for those that are listening that don't know who you are uh why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you do okay um so my name is Devin, and my artist moniker is part-time poet and uh so i do a couple of things i um I'm a self-produced independent musician, and I hope to start helping produce other musicians. Um, But one of the things I've been doing recently, other than working on my own music, is uh, doing Devin song reviews, which started out as somebody just asking if I would listen to their song and give them like some feedback on it. And I was like, hey, I think a lot of people would like this um, and I have enough knowledge to maybe share some things that, uh, that I've learned over the years and, and uh, things to listen for that I wish people would have told me a few years ago to work on before I made all the mistakes. And so I started doing the song reviews. Like I said, a lot of people only watch the ones or the reviews of the actual artists that I was doing the review for. So I was like, okay, this isn't working. And so I changed it up and started doing it on TikTok Live. And um, it's just kind of evolved over the past couple of months. And it's turned into a really cool thing where I'm having a lot of interaction with with other musicians. And it's created a platform for independent musicians to get heard by new people, as well as we talk about, you know, some resources that independent musicians need to know about. Um, And then also having a musician spotlight each week. And so the idea is the whole thing will just be like a a weekly television show in a sense. And I think that's as far as social media goes, I think that's what TikTok is all about is that interaction that you can have with people in real time. Um, And so that's what I like about doing that. So, um, so that's really what I've been up to recently um, other than, you know, making music and continuing to write. Yeah. And you're currently on, a week-long break right now where you're producing an entire song start to finish that is correct yep i uh i have a bad habit of being a perfectionist um and you you, you also, <laughs> also have to remember like i am now doing critiques of other people's mixes and music so like i i set the bar uh, higher for myself like you can't go telling people what's wrong with their mix and your mix not be good um, which is okay, but 
with a week off of work, what I challenged myself to do is write, record, and release a song within one week. And usually while I'm working, um, you know, finding time after work on the weekends, it typically takes me about a month to a month and a half to finish this whole process, you know, in just chunks of time uh, when I can find them. So a week is a long time for a lot of people who do this all the time. But for me as a perfectionist, it's not very much time. So I'm trying to get out of my shell and let the little things that nobody hears go because I'm taking my own advice where I tell people, Hey, 90% of the people that listen to your music can't hear those things that you're obsessing about. So I'm taking my advice. I'm giving myself a week and so far so good. Um, you know, so that's where I'm at. That's awesome. But it's also really awesome how you have your hand in so many different things and you're doing so many different things. Um, that's commendable. That's awesome. Yeah. It gets boring doing, doing one thing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can attest to that. (laughs) That's why we try to like switch up our interviews like every now and again. So we're not having like the same things over and over again, just a different band or artist. So that's why we ask the different questions, except for one. We always ask one question every single Oh, I know which one it is. I am prepared. (laughs) Oh, well, wait, well, it it depends. It depends because there's technically two, but I'm going to ask my favorite one. Doesn't matter. I'm going to nail both of them. (laughs) Well, then, Devin, (laughs) if you could be any sandwich, which sandwich would you be and why? Okay, easy peasy. The, the only correct answer to this is a grilled cheese sandwich. And I'll tell you why. The reasoning is if you don't put any work into a grilled cheese sandwich, all you have is bread and a slice of cheese. You have to put in a little work to get something as magnificent as a grilled cheese. So I'm the kind of person that if you will put some work into our relationship, it will be magnificent. Okay, but if you don't give me the time of day, all you're going to get is a stale piece of bread and a slice of Kraft American cheese. The plastic cheese. <laughs> like, how is that not the best answer you've ever gotten? Uh, I mean, we've gotten some pretty good answers. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. But I think Patrick's is still my favorite. He had a whole existential crisis about whether or not he was alive and knew he was a sandwich and... <laughs> All of these. Oh, oh god, it was so funny. Maybe if we reworded it as to like which sandwich would best describe you, then we wouldn't have had that whole. It was still funny. I mean, yes, it was funny, but if we word it that way, then we don't have to worry about if we're alive or not if somebody's eating us. True, but then <laughs> I asked. So I asked that question in... because Devin just described himself in a grilled cheese sandwich. Yes, right? yes, I did. Right. So did the guys. I mean, you, you asked thing. what kind of sandwich I would be and why. I just gave you exactly which sandwich yep. I would be and gave you a, you know, a term paper on the reason. <laughs> the thesis. Yes. The thesis of grilled cheese by Devin. Oh, God. That's what we just got. I'm writing my dissertation on it. <laughs> I expect to see that in a month. <laughs> oh, my God. I, 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 will, I will wait till uh, two days before it's due to actually start working on it. That's fine. That's fine. That's procrastination at its best. That's how we all operate, right? I'm like my child. Oh, my God. I still operate that way, and I'm almost 31. 
Hey, it, it never hurt me though. I was never the biggest either. procrastinator. And I guess I'm just like a super genius. I don't know, but school was a piece of cake to me. And I procrastinated all the time. It was like Mr. Straight A student, SGA president, like all the things, like didn't even give a crap. You know why? Because I cared about music. That was my, that was my thing. So yeah, I didn't have time for school. So all you kids listening out there, enjoy music, throw away, throw away your homework. (laughs) It's not worth it. Brittany over there being a mom to small, small ones. Like, no, absolutely not. (laughs) Hey, I've got a litter of them and I tell them the same thing. That's true. I forget that. (laughs) You broke Brittany. (laughs) Oh, God. A litter. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many of them. Oh, my goodness. Uh, when you, Brittany, when you just said that, I was all I could think of was that really classic Orbix commercial that was like, "You lit Laker." Oh my God, that is like my favorite insult. I thought you were gonna say the alfalfa and Darla line. This tastes like kitty litter. <laughs> no, that's what I thought you were going for. No, no, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yeah, lint, lint liquor is probably one of the best insults I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That commercial, like, lives rent-free in my You head. lint liquor. Yeah. Like, what it- are you calling a cootie queen, you <laughs> lint liquor? Oh, shoot. Oh, my God. That just aged us, did it not? Mm-hmm. Well, see, what were we were- talking about? <laughs> we were talking about you in high school being an overachiever at the SGA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a big waste of time. And then me and Brittany back in high school were in a rock band together. So, yeah. Also procrastinators because we cared about music, but we weren't like, like you, <laughs> being an overachiever. No. Well, I had a lot of pressure on me. Um, you know, I, I was a tryhard, I guess, um, but it, it came natural. So, the, it was the procrastination thing. Is is really what it was like. If, if I can do it tomorrow, why, why worry about it today? True. And, uh, you know, if, if you care about something, you're going to find a, a way to get it done. If you don't really care about it, you're going to find reasons not to get it done. So that's just how school was for me. I was like super into music. Cause that's when I, um, really started playing and, uh, like, you know, started meeting girls and stuff and it just kind of changed my thoughts on, uh, on schoolwork. So one of my, one of my regrets is if I could go back and do things again, if I could go back to high school, I just would have enjoyed, uh, the music and the experience and not worried so much about the schoolwork itself because, you know, yeah, I got my degree. I got an advanced diploma. I got all the things and it really, like, I never finished college. So here I am like an adult, like making it in the real world, I guess. And uh, it's really nothing that I got out of high school. So if I go go back and do it again, I just would have enjoyed my time and cared way less about the grades because grades don't matter. All that matters is that you get the diploma, you learn life skills, and then you get kicked out in the real world. Everything falls apart and you just have to learn how to put the pieces back together. A freaking mid. Because <laughs> like I... I preach to the choir over here (laughs) yeah because like i graduated i graduated high school got all that went to college for two years 
graduated with two associate's degrees, didn't finish college, and <laughs> it it didn't hurt me any. So like, although I do want to return or cancel my subscription to this whole adulting thing, because I really yeah, if you if you find the link that works, let me know. Oh, trust me, I will send it on because I'm 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 thriving. Forward it. it like it's hot. <laughs> drop it like it's hot. I'll drop it in everybody's. <laughs> I'll slide it in everybody's DMs. Being like, here, if you want to cancel that. your adulting subscription. <laughs> um, so we met you three months ago when we started this. Um, you popped into our very first live that we ever did, our very first email, right? And then. Oh, gee. You are an OG. You were there before we even broke a thousand. I think you were there when we only had. No, you were you were following us before then, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, was yeah, I think you were I think the first us. time I saw one of your videos, y'all had like maybe three hundred followers at that point. Yeah, it was like one of the one of the first couple of them. I was gonna say, and then you popped into our live, and then you've been in every single live, pretty much every single live ever since uh and popping in on everything else so we appreciate you thank you for the support we we love that thanks i'm glad you guys are doing it it's it's fun stuff oh yeah and like we're really glad that we came across you as well because we love what you're doing also uh with your lives and your song reviews and everything else like i feel like and we talk about this quite a bit and i know you've mentioned on tiktok and like we've commented back and forth with it but like you and i you and I have talked about this on TikTok, and now that we've got Brittany involved, talked about it again about how the dynamic between our group and you is kind of helping to pioneer some different things in the music scene right now. Especially, you're trying to help them more on the technical aspect of things, whereas we're trying to help them on the personal aspect of things. So, like, we make the perfect blend of peanut butter and jelly if we're going to keep <laughs> it on sandwiches. Yeah, well, and the whole point of it is um, is building a community, and you know, you've talked about it a lot. I've talked about it a lot. Where it seems like the scene is is making this comeback. Um, you know, like I'm a big pop punk guy. I never left the pop punk music, but it is making a comeback, and you know, younger generation is starting to enjoy it. Like my eight year old daughter who listens to "I'm Just a Kid" by Simple Plan. And I think that's hilarious because that's so like cool. she, she genuinely enjoys it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's again, come full circle. Um, but, but the idea is community. And I say, been saying it recently that I believe that community is the new industry when it comes to the music industry and the ways that the music industry has functioned for as long as I've been alive it's, it's still there, but I think it's different now than it ever was. And so if I was an up and coming artist, the number one thing I would be working on other than my music (laughs) is I would be working to build a community or be a part of a community that wants to support independent musicians because, you know, independent musicians don't have to have the label like you used to rely on so heavily in the past. And so if you can get on a label and they treat you right, great. But the majority of musicians are not going to be signed to a label. 
I've never been signed to a label. I've played in bands that got signed to labels. And after two years, nothing, you know, like being signed to a label does not make you Beyonce. Like it just means, <laughs> it just you mean means you're secretly you now, not Beyonce. <laughs> I am Beyonce always. Darn. Um, <laughs> no, but you know, so I just, I want to be part of a community that is actively trying to take back the music industry. And I know that we are nothings, you know, we are just a small percentage of everybody that's, that's doing it, but it only takes one person to start something to, you know, have the ripple effect. And next thing, you know, the music industry can be different. So yes, we do something different, but we're, we're in a shared mind of, you know, community for independent music. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, social media and TikTok makes it easier for the independent artists. It helps them to, it helps them on the marketing aspects of things to get their name out and their music out more. Um, which I think me personally, uh, is going to eventually take away from the labels. Hopefully. Uh, because really all labels are doing now is telling their, uh, their artists to get on, uh, TikTok and make videos. I can yeah. tell you that. Give me your money. You know, like right. <laughs> pay me, please. Do you want to sign a contract yeah, so, with me? Uh, you can do that. You can pay me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and, and if I had the opportunity to, to work with some artists, uh, the world is smaller now. Um, we're doing a video call right now and recording this for a podcast. And, uh, the people that I've been making music with are from all over the country. And so, you know, it's also a different way of thinking there. You can, you can work with somebody who's not a label, you know, owning your life. You can work with people like me, um, who we, you can work virtually. You can, I mean, you can literally like share a doll, um, uh, online and, and work through some stuff in real time. So, um, no, I just, everything is different now. And, and, uh, you know, I just, I hope people will stop thinking that you need a label and that if you get signed, that you'll just be famous overnight. It really, if you get signed, it just means that you're in a lot of debt, uh, sorry, a lot of debt. Now I'm getting broken up talking about it. Um, it just means that you're in a lot of debt and you owe somebody something. So why not just work with people who want to lift you up? in a community and give you all the resources you need and work with you to get you to where you want to go. Oh yeah. And the whole virtual aspect of things right now is it, it blows my mind because like, not only are we doing this podcast virtually and all three of us are in completely different States, but there are artists that we've had on the show that have done that same thing. Like maybe someday all three of them are in three different, the three different places. They're not in the same place. Um, we demand parachutes. Same thing. They're in three different states. Um, what makes sense is scattered about. Like there's what? Why am I drawing a blank right now? The two of them haven't even met. Oh, unsafe, um, unsafe on sound. Yeah. 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 Like, and they're doing everything virtually and it blows my mind. Yeah. The amount of incredible things that are coming out of this virtual age of things mm -hmm. or like DeMarco DeMarco's doing pretty everything by himself yeah. and like the, the computer, like it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. 
because back when like when Britney and I were in a band like that was not a thing like either you were physically playing or it was nothing at all yeah. um, and and we were there during the MySpace days where MySpace I feel like was a lot harder than anything else to promote yourself on well MySpace was at least for me, I know there was a there's a couple of things prior to MySpace, but MySpace is my first memory of a social media that's really based around music. And, you know, you just, you know, you had instant messenger, right? And you would just sit there and you'd be hanging out in a chat box and hope someone signs on so you can talk to them. And MySpace was just kind of like this first, like, you're there's something to look at there's stuff to go through and it's not just you sitting there waiting on somebody to respond to your instant messages um but yeah like uh, it just seemed to me like it was built for musicians and i found that's how i found music and in fact i'll give you the quick story of my friendship with uh with ryan from rookie of the year started out as me searching for the number one top unsigned artist on MySpace, it happened to be rookie of the year. And this was probably 2004, 2005. Okay. And, um, and that's how I found rookie of the year. The band that I was in, we tried to emulate rookie of the year sound because that was, uh, you know, the good night moon is one of my favorite albums of all time. Don't, don't tell Ryan I said that. Um, but like we obsessed over this band and then I started going to shows uh, to support rookie of the year. And Ryan was such a cool dude that he would stay back after the show was over and he would just talk to me. And so after a few times of doing this, like it, it started going into, you know, Hey, let's go hit a bar, you know, after the show, what are you guys doing? And so we'd go and we just kind of built a friendship and uh, he played a couple of house shows at my house. I've gotten to open for him. Um, I think twice, if not three times, if I'm forgetting the third, I, I apologize. But it was just fun to see how like MySpace, I searched for the top unsigned artists. I found Rookie of the Year. They became my favorite band, ended up becoming friends with Ryan and, um, you know, got to go full circle and open up for him a couple of times and also get to meet a lot of really cool musicians um, just hanging out with him backstage anytime he comes, you know, to Atlanta. Um, so, I've, you know, that's how I met Blueprint. Uh, was at a show I opened up for Rookie of the Year, and they also played that bill, and they were really cool people. We became good friends. Um, so it's a I miss MySpace. I wish it would, I, I, even if it existed now, it wouldn't be the same. So it is what it is. But I have some very fond memories of the MySpace days because oh, yeah. I'm an elder emo, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Right, right. I mean, there. Uh, so MySpace had some great aspects to it. It had a lot of great aspects to it. Um, but there was, promotion-wise, it was just a little bit harder because it didn't have as much, I feel like, accessibility or reach as technology, to, like social media does now. So you really had to work your tail off with MySpace to get recognized or get your music out there to get it in front of the right people. There was, I felt oh, like there was sure. a little bit more roadblocks on MySpace than anything else. Why are you trying to put down MySpace? I'm not trying to. Well, I'm, I'm going to come beat you up. Justin Timberlake owns it now. So. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk will probably buy him out later. So. I mean, Elon Musk <laughs> just bought Twitter. That's right. 
And so MySpace don't... is next. He's bringing back MySpace. And, no, and Warp Tour. Okay, Warp Tour, I wouldn't be mad about. Bring back Warp Tour. <laughs> Maybe not MySpace, but bring back Warp Tour. Um, but speaking of MySpace, uh, if you had MySpace today, what would your profile sound be? Okay, so another one I am well prepared for because I've listened to all your podcasts. Okay. <laughs> so, so I had a couple of, of songs that were on my profile for a very long time. Uh, one of those was Rookie of the Year, uh, Blue Roses, was one of my main profile songs that was there probably at least a year. But the one that made it the longest was uh, Three Cheers for Five Years by Mayday Parade. So, yes. so in the, if I had to have a MySpace song today, and like this is super deeply artistic of me, it would be when they did the anniversary release of tales told by dead friends and they released the extra song and it's called the problem with the big picture is that it's hard to see and it was like they wrote the song in the style of tales told by dead friends uh but it was about like uh you know the decade between then and their first release or their first big release and uh, so that would be my song just because that's deeply artistic to be like, well, it was three cheers for five years. So let's go on the other side of it and make it the song that they released a decade after three, three cheers for uh, five years. That's a good one. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't expecting Nobody's ever funny. ready for me jabbing. The funny thing is, I have a little brother named Devin, and that's literally all he used to do because he's like 13 <laughs> years younger than me. So he literally would always. I'm like, oh my god, stop! <laughs> I just I tried to do I tried to do whatever people are not expecting, and <laughs> what worked? <laughs> <laughs> nobody expects me to dab on him, so oh, no, great. not at all. I that wasn't. Was god. <laughs> It was perfect timing too. And he's like, "That's my answer." <laughs> Done. He goes, "And oh, well, it is. It's a great answer, right?" <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is a great answer. We're not saying it's not. And that's a great such answer. a such a good question that I had to come prepared for it. Like I, I, I thought a lot about that. Um, You're killing these questions. <laughs> if if it wasn't if it wasn't that, um, honestly, it would probably be like somebody, um, some song that I've heard through TikTok. And uh, the one that I've been jamming out to a lot lately is that Sincere Engineer song. I think it's called Trust Me. Um, it's just it's just a cool song. Um, it's not like overproduced or anything. Like it's kind of somewhere in the middle of they did a good job, but it's not. You can tell they're not like they haven't gotten to that point of going to like super nice studio and working with engineers and stuff. Um, so I would probably uh, throw that on my MySpace profile. Uh, you know, at least for a little while. Oh, yeah. And can we, uh, speaking of Sincere Engineer and everything else, can we talk about the incredible talents that are on, like, on TikTok and artists that are yeah. coming out of this pandemic right now? Like, we can talk about that all you want. Like, it's insane. Like, the whole scene itself, and we've said this before, is making a huge comeback right now. And a lot of the artists that we have found just through TikTok and just in interactions is incredible and the talent is amazing like oh yeah i don't know what happened if there was something in the water or what it is but i'm here for it 
Yeah, I don't. I, I think maybe everybody being locked inside for two years, uh, and I know that's an exaggeration, but um, I think a lot of people just kind of reset. Um, I know I did. Like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not working the same job I was two years ago. Um, I built this. I built my home studio during the lockdown. That's when this started. This this room is in my garage, and I built this from the ground ground up. Did everything myself. Uh, when we had no, no place to go. And so I was like, Hey, I'm going to get serious about home recording. And what I need is I need somewhere that is sound treated. So my litter of kids are not running around messing up every time I try to record on the microphone. And, uh, so yeah, like those that saw it as an opportunity to hone in and get better on their, at their skills and try something that they've never tried before. Like literally when I bought my interface, I have the uh, Scarlet 4i4. When I tried to buy that during the pandemic, they had a uh, supply shortage. Like Focusrite did not have any more interfaces to sell because everybody was buying them up because they're all stuck inside. Podcasts got started left and right. Um, You know, music just started coming out of people's homes and they realized that they can do this. And so I think what we're seeing now is we're seeing people branch out from being locked down to this social media app that has taken this form of, you know, being able to very easily get your music uh, in front of people that wouldn't hear it otherwise. So I think that, I think that's why we've reached the point we have where you can go on TikTok and you can scroll. The algorithm is fantastic because it took like two hours of me being on the app before it knew like you would like to see everything music related. And so now as I scroll, I'm just, I'm finding new bands left and right. So nothing to complain about there. I'm loving it. Minus the, well, the elder emo hours, TikTok is currently new artists. The current artists we've talked to cats and baking. That's the side of TikTok we're on. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes I find myself, um, in like painting TikTok or like, you know, I, I was, I was, I was in lawn and landscape for 12 years. So when I see something pop up, it's still kind of interesting. Cause I want to see like how they're do- doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so like I get, you know, yeah, I, I find sides of TikTok every now and then. And, um, <clears throat> especially at night, it, uh, th- there's a certain point where it reaches, like, I don't want to see this and you know what I'm talking about, but, um, like that's when I really get into like painting talk. Like I will sit there in my bed for hours watching people paint and, uh, it's, it's scary stuff. stuff. Like, no, uh, just, but <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. I, I like watching paint dry. <laughs> my voice is cracking like crazy. I like watching paint dry for some reason. Interesting. I'm also like, very, very, very far into Johnny Depp talk right now mm, with his whole pass. trial going on. <laughs> hard, hard pass. I just celebrities like the whole celebrity thing just has never done it for me, you know, like, and I think this is still on, on topic of social media and, and how it's changed the music industry it's brought down that veil between fans and celebrities and like celebrities are just people. They just happen to do something like acting or singing. Like 
there's some really talented musicians out there, but I can hold my own against a lot of them. It's just, I'm not a celebrity, but they're just people like me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so I don't know the whole celebrity thing. Like I don't, I'm not going to get political or anything, but I don't care about celebrities like opinions on anything. Cause it doesn't matter to me. They're not in the world that I'm in. So yeah. I don't know the whole Johnny Depp thing. I know nothing about it and I really don't have any interest in it. I've been so sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, no, like it's totally fine. I've just been so far into it because of just the, the whole controversy behind it has been super interesting. Uh, but I mean, I completely agree with you and being doing this podcast and everything. And I'm sure Brittany can attest to this too. Uh, of course we were always super nervous going through and like interviewing some of these people like the home team is one of my favorite bands and we got them on the show we were interviewing them arrows for errors in action um mm-hmm. and after doing it so much and i i can't i think it was it was friend circle who was like i mean there's no need to get nervous like we're just people <laughs> and that's all we are is just yep. people and like ever since then it's like all these interviews have not been as nerve-wracking for me because i'm like they are just people like really and truly and you know if if they have anything to hide behind a veil like all the stuff that has come out over the years um about all those you know warp tour bands that we uh we we really love you know you take down the veil and you realize that some people just aren't that great <laughs> so i would much rather support a band or musician that I just know that they're good people. Like, Absolutely. That's what matters more. Cause every, pretty much anybody who, who makes music can make good music, you know, at least one good song you just may not get the, the notoriety it deserves. Um, but like anybody can make music. I want to support the ones that are making good music and are just really good people. Like people I would want to hang out with because that's, I feel like that's the nostalgia of like high school was yeah. if you were a musician in high school like me, it was pretty awesome because there weren't a ton of us and because you were still in a small world. And uh, I don't know. It's just I like hanging out with with other musicians. And uh, and it just kind of reminds me of that high school feeling of like just hanging out, going to going to shows whenever you can and uh, and just supporting like the local music scene. And now the local music scene is just not as local as it used to be. Right. But I think that with you saying that also brings it full circle of why we do what we do again, because that the whole thing is like, if we're trying to bring attention to these artists for who they are outside of the music and everything for that feeling of like, Mm -hmm. yeah, if I I could be friends with you, I want to hang out with you. I want to support you and do everything for you. Like that's, I feel like this is, I don't want to say it's like a new age street team, but it's kind of like a street team. That's our new mantra, the new age street team. I, I mean, yeah, I like it. We are the new age street team. <laughs> we just don't focus on one particular band. <laughs> we are yeah, I mean, it, and it kind of kind of brings it back to what I was just saying too, is, um, you know, like if you, if you know the people, like you've done the interviews, um, you may not have heard their, their music before. Maybe you have, I know in a lot of cases you were already fans. Um, but the music that you listen to on the regular basis now, is it not the people that you've been talking to? Yeah. Like, isn't there, there's something about people 
that wants to support and you, you just get more enjoyment out of the things that your friends are doing than just some random person on TikTok. So again, it's all about community. That's the, that's the new way to do this. So they have the whole Spotify stats that you can do where it shows like your top, your top 20 artists, songs and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I pulled mine just to see like what mine would be. And my top 15 is all artists that have been on the show or artists that I found on TikTok since starting the podcast. And it was just like, okay. Cause some of them are just as good, if not better than these bigger ones. Mm -hmm. And it blows my mind. And like, I know at the end of the day, people, they make more money on uh, Apple than they do on Spotify. Couple, sure. A couple percentages of pennies more, but yeah. either way, if I can play them on Spotify and play them on repeat all of the time and help them out versus some of the bigger ones, not that I don't support the bigger ones too, but I'm not <laughs> the little guy. I want to help the little guy. Uh, I'm going to do it. Uh, For we sure. We just created playlists on our Spotify. Like Each one of us as hosts has our own playlist to put like our songs and stuff on. And I was scrolling through them, and most of them also are the artists we've discovered, yeah. and not mainstream ones, which I think exactly. is really cool. But it's also it's also interesting to see like the growth of like Mag Park and uh, Magnolia Park and Arrows in Action, and the home team being there on like this side of it and seeing it progressively get bigger. Because then you could be like, yeah, I was there, I watched it. And it's really mm-hmm. surreal and really cool to see at the same time. Yeah, I know uh, if you haven't already talked to him, I think it's it's coming up. But you said uh, out of time was uh, was somebody on the list. Literally 30 minutes after this one. <laughs> OK, so um, <laughs> if you go back to uh, my follows, like go all the way to the beginning of the list when I first joined TikTok, it's almost been a year. Um, they're like the third or fourth follow that i gave on tiktok so you know just saying so fun facts uh so Brittany and i had a promotion company 15 years ago uh back where we were from in maryland uh with our band and everything else which kind of kind of helped bring this full circle for us when we did this but mike forbes who is the lead singer of out of time uh, he was in our music scene. We used to promote his old band back in Maryland 15 years ago. Hmm. And then now everything just came full circle for us. And we're like, what? Like, I couldn't remember where I knew him from. And then it all just connected. And I was like, wow, history is repeating itself. It's a really small freaking world. Mm-hmm. It sure is. It's a lot smaller than it used to be. Oh, absolutely. And I, I don't know about you. I don't know if you've noticed it, uh, but there has to be something in the water in Florida because there's a lot of these incredible bands coming out of Florida, specifically Orlando. But, yeah, I think they're alligators. Yes, they're alligators. <laughs> I mean, they they have dinosaurs. They're hanging out with dinosaurs. It must be that. They have, they have no fear. They're in the most I think magical it's Tinkerbell's pixie dust. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Tinkerbell's pixie dust. They're, yeah, they're they're hanging out with uh with dinosaurs and like uh, meth heads. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was awesome. 
They got they got the good bath salts down in Florida. I mean, wasn't it down? Wasn't it down in Florida where somebody tried to eat somebody's face? Yeah, it was like the zombie apocalypse off of some bath salts. That's Florida. Nine times out of ten, if you see something crazy on like it's the internet, it's in Florida. It's, it's, it's always true. Florida. It's always Florida. The most magical place on earth is also one of the most dangerous places. Didn't I send you that TikTok where it was like a person recording and this alligator's like hauling ass across the road and he's like. <laughs> Whoa, dude! And it was like only somebody in Florida was recording. Yeah, I've seen that one. Alligator coming at you, say, "Whoa, dude!" <laughs> what just not punch. No, yeah. yeah, I'd be running. But that, <laughs> that that's what's in the water. You like <laughs> the problem if, solved. Now you know. If we see a gator in October, I am running. If you see my no, big ass running, be, then you might want to run too. That doesn't matter. It'll be in the water. That doesn't matter. I look like a whole ass. Into the damn water. It ain't happening. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, what do you want but, to know about the man, the myth, the legend? If you woke up <laughs> tomorrow and realized that you were a dragon, what's the first thing you would do? Uh, freaking fly. Were you I just want to fly. For that question? No, but definitely would fly. Gotcha. I just want to fly. I think it would be awesome. Um, I would probably like it for a second there. I would I'd be like, oh, I'm like I'm assuming because of all the things I've seen of dragons and like you know cartoons and and video games. Like for a second there, I'd be like, oh, I'm I'm naked, right? Like because. <laughs> I, I don't know how I'd feel about that. For just a, for just a minute, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm naked," and then I would fly. Okay. You're gonna fly naked? When you I fly, mean, would you be like, "Ever kiss my dragon butt"? Yeah, I don't know. Like, do dragons <laughs> like try to go find pants before they take off? Or I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I, don't I mean, know. just this thing about it. Like, you turn into a dragon. You're like, "Oh crap!" There go. I, I'm just butt naked now. What do I do? You can't just go down to the mall and you can't go to your local hot topic and get a band he's, shirt. He's coming dragon size. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna cut a hole in the pants for your tail to come out. No, by that oh point you just wear the God. pants backwards. Just button it, don't zip it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just wear I guess backwards. you could. <laughs> oh God. Yep. So how long oh have you been God. doing part-time poets? I know you've been doing music for a while. How long have you been the name part-time poet? Fantastic. Yes. Um, so it started in high school. And so, you know, for a little backstory, um, I first picked up a guitar for my 14th, 14th, 14th birthday. So I took the money that I got from like my grandma and I went to a pawn shop and I bought my first guitar and I was self-taught. Um, I learned how to play by like looking up like tabs on Blink-182 songs. And um, so I was 14 at the time. Um, and a little back to my schooling is I skipped first grade. And, uh, you know, my birthday is similar to yours, Sam, at where like even so I was a grade ahead. But even if I was in the grade I was supposed to be in, I would have been like the second youngest person in that grade. So I actually graduated high school 
like the week, the week that I graduated, I turned 17. So I was, I was kind of young in, in high school. Um, but in high school is where, um, I, I started playing and started playing in bands. So I put together a band and, you know, long story there, but they're the, they ended up getting signed after they kicked me out of the band. And that I was really bitter about that for a long time, but it was, it wasn't my style of music anyway. So our scene in Birmingham was always like the post hardcore screamo stuff. And that's not really like, I don't really create that type of music. And so part-time poet was something that I started as a side project in high school while I was playing bass and these other post hardcore and metal bands. And, um, it was more of the style that I like and it's, you know, the, yeah, the pop punk, but it was really more of the acoustic, like, you know, the emo stuff, you know, like the early November type stuff and dashboard confessional. And, um, and so part-time poet was just a project that I, it started as a side project, but I just kept it going even when I was in other bands. And, uh, over the years, uh, there was, two times where it where part-time poet was a full band like we were recording we were writing we were playing shows and it just never seemed to work i don't i don't know um but typically i've always written all of the music so pretty much every band i've been in i've been the one that like writes the lyrics and stuff because i'm good at it and actually the reason it's called part-time poet because i know that question comes up a lot is growing up, I was super into poetry. And so I would, I could write poetry from as long as I can remember. And so when I started playing guitar and realized that like chicks dig songs, which are just like poems put to music. And uh, so that's where the poet came from is, uh, you know, me kind of being into poetry and then just shifting that into songwriting. So pretty much every band I've been in, I've been the songwriter and, um, you know, it's been a band a couple of times. We've made some really good music. I played with some awesome musicians over the years, but it just never seemed to work out because it's, uh, it's hard to rely on other people. It's it's hard to find that perfect mesh of band baits. Um, like you're going to fight, you're going to get into stuff together but like we couldn't go a band practice without the drummer throwing a drumstick at the pianist. And it just, it just never seemed to mesh. (laughs) Um, So it's just, you know, it's the majority of the, of my experience has been playing coffee shops and small venues and just writing and, and, uh, and now recording over the past few years, now that I can actually record, um, I mean, there's songs that I've written that I don't even remember at this point. So I wish I did so I could record them, but yeah, so I've been doing that for a very long time. In fact, my acoustic guitar behind me is the one that I bought, uh, when I was a junior in high school. So that is the one piece of equipment that has lasted all those years and I will never be able to get rid of it. No, absolutely not. Too much sentimental value. Also, fun fact, I was the one throwing sticks at Brittany. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't play piano. I played bass. (laughs) Yeah, I was the drummer. She was bass. And I used to always throw sticks at her because she was always in my way. And she was the first one that I could hit. So I played played bass and was the singer. So we were kind of, you know, that's not super unique, but it was. 
you know, there's not usually the basis is not the lead yeah. singer, you know, we never, we never tried that out. I don't think I can sing very well though. <laughs> I mean, neither can I, but you do what you got to do. I mean, the only thing that we could play together was Weezer by, well, as a band was Weezer, Weezer's Beverly Hills. Yeah, I almost picked that as my MySpace song answer just to see what y'all would say. I'd be like, yes! She'd be like, oh my god, I'm done with you. Goodbye. I and I would have probably ended the interview. Been like, okay, thanks, bye. What, what was the you name of your band? Button, leave. We were the Queen of Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were also That's in okay. high school. And the reason why <laughs> yeah. our band dismantled is because Brittany and I got into a fight in Spanish class. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's where it started and that's where it ended. <laughs> Donde? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what our Spanish teacher was saying. <laughs> he had no idea what to do about it either. It's so funny. <laughs> you know, um, the uh, I learned more Spanish uh, from the uh, the time I spent waiting tables uh, from the dishwasher Enrique than I ever did in high school. You yeah. know what I learned in I learned in high school is how if, if you asked if you could go to the bathroom, but you did it in Spanish, she would always let you go to the bathroom. Like never failed. So quicker we're all banyo, por favor, is all I know. Like that's it. I know where to ask, how to ask, can I go to the bathroom? And uh, but yeah, so again, high school, you know, it, it I wish it was a lot more fun than it was for me, but I had a good time. Yeah. Um but being an adult has uh, has its ups and downs. I think we all know that. And we talk about nostalgia all the time, but uh, it's easy to forget to live in the moment and enjoy the things that are happening around you um, because it's easy to think about all the things that used to be fun. But, you know, like, uh, like Andy said on The Office, I wish there was a way to know you were in the good times before you left them. And mm-hmm. so I try to be as aware as, as possible of just like living in the moment. I'm not somebody that gets on their phone all the time. Like I'm not, I don't take pictures when I'm out. Like I have no pictures or anything interesting on my phone. And uh, because I just always try to be in the moment and try to think about like, there's going to be a day where I'm going to look back at this and say, those were the good days. Mm -hmm. So it's fun to be nostalgic, but, uh, but it's also important to, uh, to live in the moment and enjoy where we are now as elder emos setting the pace for the new generation of emos. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, Now, going back uh, to uh, the music and things like that, you've done a a couple of collaborations, too. Like, you've been collaborating with Julian. I know that much. Who else have you been collaborating with? Um, Not a whole lot yet. Um, Probably in the future, we'll be doing more of that. But, um, you know, Julian and I met just because of TikTok. And uh, he's in Miami. I'm in Birmingham. <clears throat> but we uh, we kind of I saw this guy going viral with his love story cover and uh, <clears throat> didn't really think anything of it. And then um, he popped into my buddy J-Rod's live one night and we just started talking. And, you know, long story short, ended up kind of being friends. And um, he told me about a song that he wanted to uh, to do a cover of. And he was like, Devin, you should do the guitar for that. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And so uh, I had never heard the song. um, And so I pulled it up and I recorded guitar to it. I sent it over to J-Rod in California, got him to record drums on it. 
sent it to Darren, who's in New Hampshire, got him to put bass on it. And then I like kind of put it all together and sent it to Julian to put vocals on and then mix it and release it. And, uh, and he just, I guess he wasn't expecting me to go and do all that stuff. And so once I did, like he just lit up like a Christmas tree. And, uh, so that song is, uh, is out as, uh, under Julian's name. So Julian Gomez and the song is called friends. It's a cover of some other artists that I'm, I don't know anything about, but apparently he's pretty popular. So I did, uh, so I did the guitar work on that and, um, through Devin's song reviews, I've met some really awesome independent musicians. Uh, we are starting to talk about um, maybe me helping do some of the production for some of the next projects that they're working on. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately what I want to do is in my place in life, like I know there's no, I don't want to be like a touring band or anything like I playing gigs is kind of fun, but I could do without it at this point, like it's so much work for not a lot of money. Um, like it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of your time and, uh, it's, it's, it's fun. I love the stage, but I think primarily what I'd like to do is be more of a session artist and, uh, and also do some of the production with some other artists as well. So worked with Julian, we're working on something else currently that I'm just waiting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just collaborating with my buddies that I've met on TikTok. Like, uh, we we write songs on our own, and then we get together, and we're like, hey, can you record drums for this song? Yeah, I'll do it, you know, next week. And, you know, we just kind of go back and forth like that. So I'm open to collabing with pretty much anybody that wants to, um, as long as they're easy to work with. Because you'll find out real quick if people are hard to work with when you're trying to collaborate with them. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, yeah. Well, no. Go ahead. Nope. That was it. Oh, I was going to say, we, we know how that is, but I mean, I love the fact that the, the song reviews that you started not too long ago started as you doing the song reviews and is now evolving into something much bigger for mm-hmm. you. Like, I think that that's, that's incredible. That's awesome. Especially cause that's where you wanted to be. That's what you wanted to do. And it's happening. Um, and we, and it's more to do with like, people wanted me to do it. Um, I didn't know that people wanted that until they started asking for it. And then people would start asking, well, Hey, I've got some, I've got a release coming up. Can I send you the song and have you review it before it's released? And I'm like, why do people, why are they interested in this? And I had to like, sit there and think about it for a second. I'm like, maybe I do have something to share with the world. So I'm not a small time thinker. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to go big on it. And, uh, and I just, I, there's so many more things that I want to do with this platform. It's just, I can't rush in and do it all at once. So it's going to continue to evolve and I'm still finding out what people want out of it. And, uh, you know, it's nice to have some of that feedback of what's beneficial and what's a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, I, we love everything that you're doing. We are coming up on the hour mark as far as the episode and everything is concerned. Um, but from both Brittany and I, uh, I do want to thank you for everything that you've done for us and pairing up with us and being a part of this journey with our team. Um, the mutual relationship that we have back and forth as far as helping the artists and things are concerned, it's really, really good to have somebody else to relate to outside of our circle um, to be able to, to 
talk and bounce ideas off of and that are out for the same goal that we are it makes things a little bit better because we're doing all the things that we can um i'm very thankful that you found us and we popped up on your for you page god knows how the algorithm works but i'm super thankful for it um and I'm well i have i have elder emo in my bio so that's probably uh, the, the, those, those keywords, I noticed early on that those keywords in your bio actually do affect the algorithm, much like, you know, SEO would on Google. Um, so that was probably one of the things that that made that connection. Well, I'm glad I that it did. I think you're right. Yeah. I'm glad it did. And I'm glad it put us in connection because uh, I have a feeling that within the next year, both of us, the Elder Emo Hours podcast and Part-Time Poet will be doing some pretty amazing things um so yep. i'm very excited it's just uh just one day at, one day at a time and uh you know those that are listening to this you know i just encourage everybody if you want to be part of this community jump on board because we can't do it by ourselves we need artists you know to 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 be on board with it you know there's there's an old quote that's like uh the first follower is actually a leader because it takes somebody to be willing to follow first before a leader can actually lead anybody. And mm -hmm. so you have to have people or this doesn't work. So anybody, I keep telling people, anybody that wants to be a part of this community that we are trying to build, um, like get in, let's go <laughs> get on the bus. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. Get on the crazy train. <laughs> yeah. Get, get on it. If, if you are not following Devin on social media, please go find him on TikTok as Hey That I'm Devin, part-time poet. I know in his bio, he has um, the four, but everything to do Devin song reviews. So new artists, existing artists, up and coming artists and artists of any kind, please go over there and submit into that because he's doing some incredible things and it, it's amazing. You don't want to miss out on it. Please go follow him and support him. And when you do, please tell him that the elder email hour sent you. So he knows that we are sending people to raid him because that's what we do. Um, <laughs> but be sure to let him know that we sent you. But Devin, again, we thank you for coming to hang out with us. Uh, we finally made it happen and got you on the show. <laughs> but thank you for coming to hang out with us. We really appreciate it. Yep. I was uh, really happy to be a part of this. It only took two months of begging you guys uh, to let me, to let me be on this amazing show. You were not and, begging uh, us. I <laughs> <laughs> just never, honestly, I don't think we ever thought about it. And then it was just yeah, like, I, I'm so happy to show. hear that you never thought about me. That's no, great. no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, goodness. Like, by the way, I like podcasts. I can be on your show. We're like, all right. I'm I'm so bad at I'm so bad sometimes <clears throat> about being direct. <laughs> <laughs> well, you keep us entertained on our emo nights too, so that's all. That's what it's all about. I just gotta so I, much fun. Oh yeah, you gotta have fun, or what's the point? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, this is the Elder Emo Hours podcast, and this was part-time poet.